they are perform they're forming a secret special group where it's like y'all handle demons and nobody else can know about you like you're a covert secret group and shin at first he's feeling guilty like oh man i screwed up your life and they're like no our future is set thank we're you set. so much sure. we will never be poor now i will never be poor i will never have to worry about getting a job i don't have to worry about paying my student debt Which my life is good hey you guys what's up we are the otaku couple i am mrs otaku and i'm mr otaku and this is the i'd rather anime podcast number 38 this is your place to catch up on all things anime new and old with a lovely addition of our opinions thoughts and banter we know you can be doing other things so we're glad that you'd rather anime with us all right so what we watched this week of course we watched more one piece yep Yep. Um, this week was pretty good, actually. I felt it was pretty entertaining. I feel like it's at this point, it's very repetitive to say that the episode was good because, like, it's One Piece. Yeah. It's assumed to be good unless proven otherwise. This is true, but a lot of the episodes are kind of drawn out, so it kind of doesn't give you that same satisfying feeling unless you're binging it. You know? I mean, once you get week to week, you you have to pay more attention to like the detail of it, especially when you're like us and you're reading the manga, so you already know what's gonna happen. But I mean, yeah, the episode was good. I mean, if you're watching this, you know, 20 years in the future, and you're finally at the point where you can binge all the episodes, then know that at one point in time, when we had to watch it week to week. It was it was good. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, um, basically, what happened this week? Um, we got to see some flashback moments again, but this Pretty time... Pretty much the entire episode was a flashback moment. Yeah, we saw, you know, the whole stuff with Odahime, Shira Hoshi's mother back at Fisherman Island and stuff. But um, the parts that I really liked was the Innings Lobby flashback. Mm-hmm. With uh, when we saw Luffy first use his second gear and okay, when he no, fought no. Rob Lucci. We're going to talk about the moment that got me so hyped the first time I watched it. When... They're all lined up, and it's the yes. original. I don't want to say the original members of the crew, but like the original members of the crew plus Chopper, and they're standing there, and Robin has been taken, and they're just like, mm, "We here, we made it this far." Yep. And then, uh, oh, did I even remember his name? The one who, uh, when at the end, Robin snapped his back. Spawned him. Spawned him. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this flag. It represents the power of over 170 nations. And I love how Luffy was just like, oh, the flag is the problem? Uh, we Obviously, they reanimated it in the uh, in the subbed version. But the dubbed version, he said, Sniper King, shoot down that flag. And I remember just being so hype. And then Usopp, like scary me Usopp, was just like, Roger. And then he did it. And I was just like, oh, he wasn't freaking out. He was like, Luffy, let's think about this. He was just like, Captain, no. it's done. He no. he pulled a straight Zoro moment. Yeah. You yeah. told me to do something? I did it. <laughs> and yeah. then Spawn was just freaking out like, ah! I'm he just declared you. war on the world government. Luffy doesn't care. I love that Luffy followed that up with punching a celestial dragon in the face. He yes, really declared yes, war like, on like, the world government. If you thought I was playing. If you thought I wasn't serious. Like, let me tell you. Let me something. tell you. When I shot down that flag, I meant it. And I don't <laughs> I care who you are. <laughs> Celestial Dragon, get punched in the face. I don't care. Right? It's not a game. <laughs> so, honestly, that was my favorite part. And the fact that they uh, redid Zoro's fight, because we haven't seen Zoro in so long. 
Yeah. And the fact that we not only got to see him, but like we got a reanimated version of one of the best fights where he was like a nine sword style. Ashra. Ashra. Like, and then yeah. he just straight He beat up Kaku. He he he, he slayed Kaku like Right. And Kaku was like, You better dodge my kick and Zoro, he was just like he didn't even say nothing. He just sliced through it, turned it into mist. It, it was, was just like, like like, oh, like this, that last kick that he did with that move, it cut the entire building in half. A giant stone building just cut it clean in half. And he did that at Zoro, and Zoro just like made it disappear into mist. Right. Like it was nothing. Like, and thank proceeded, you for my special effects for my attack. And proceeded to hit him with the nine story sound. <laughs> and it was like, wow. Like Zoro is so real. That moment, like it took me back to the heightness. Right? You remember when he used. Uh, Usopp in that same earlier in that fight he used Usopp as a sword because they were like handcuffed together oh yeah and Usopp was like be a sword be a sword sword. be a sword (laughs) and Zoro he's just so strong he just he just like could move around his arm with Usopp attached to it like it was nothing yep like that's why he trains every day because you never know when you'll have to use a person as your sword honestly you don't want to slow you down But, yeah. but um, but yeah. So, Shirahoshi was taken. I also like that um, uh, King Neptune. He's also like you know, Orihime. You know, to his de- his late wife. He's like, I want to honor your memory, and I want to bring your goal to to light, and I want it to, to be successful, but not at the expense oh, of daughter. our daughter. Yeah. You know, it's like if our people have to live at the bottom of the ocean, like we've been living there forever since forever, we'll be okay. Yep, and I don't think yeah. we want to live up here with these type of people anyway. If this is what we have to look forward to, because yeah. he was about to go ahead. He was, but he was like, like Luffy punched that celestial dragon in the face. He was about to murder the celestial dragon. Let me tell you, one one punch from it, from from this giant fishman king. Oh no, nah, it would have been right. The knight of the sea. Yeah. Let me tell you, he, he was about to handle it. Honestly, and uh, what was it, Vivi? Vivi, mm-hmm. who was like standing in front of it, I felt like she would have got it too if she didn't move. Like, uh, he was gonna punch straight through her. I think he would have slid out of the way. I don't, I don't think, honestly, to if be- it was between Vivi and Sam and Shirahoshi, Vivi was about to get knocked out. Honestly, to be serious, this would have never happened because honestly, I fully believe that Rob Lucci would have been able to take out King Neptune without a problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just like he we haven't seen Lucci post time skip, but I mean we could assume that if Luffy got stronger, Rob Lucci got stronger. Yeah, he disappeared for a while. That's what they said in the episode. Yeah, that's called for. He I went training. and got, I went and got like really stupid strong. <laughs> <laughs> he went on his own personal training arc. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> then he came back and joined CPIGC. Yeah, but um, and I bet he's the leader of it because. I mean, he's Rob Lucci. Yeah, and I I feel like we're getting a lot of King Stelly, so I feel like he's going to be a problem later on in the future because he's like, ooh, I want to rule the world. And I'm just like, he's explaining to you that it's called the empty throne so that there's a recognition that there has to be an equal share of power. Like, no one person can rule everything. The people who create the world government realize that, and the people who still run the world government recognize that no one person can have all that power. Yep. Even the celestial dragons, they have uh, the Gorosei, the five elders or whatever that run their stuff. They don't. And even the with the have a singular king. Yeah, and even among the the pirates, it's like there are the four emperors. You know, the seven warlords. You know. Yeah. There's a balance to mm-hmm. things. Except for when there was a king of the pirates. 
Yeah, and even though that that title was given posthumously, like he had to die before he got that title. What well, if he got it right before he died? Oh, I'm sorry. When he was on the chopping block, they gave it to him. That was what so the, nice. He wasn't literally on the chopping block. But he was. No, they gave it to him before then. Because remember when he sat down and had that talk with Whitebeard or whatever, and he was like, you, you know what they're calling me these days? King of the Pirates. Remember? I thought he said they were calling him Gold Roger instead of Gold D. Roger. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that. They were calling him Gold, Gold D. Roger, King of the Pirates or whatever. And Whitebeard was about to mention the King of the Pirates part, but he was more concerned with, no, it's Gold D. Roger. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was concerned with. Right? That we're messing up his name, not the title. Right. But, um, but yeah, but he was the king before he was uh, executed. Uh, before he gave himself up. And let's be honest here. It's not like he... Uh, let's be real. It's here. not like they caught him. Honestly, because think about it. Like, if they know where Rayleigh is, and they don't mess with Rayleigh, they're like, yeah, we know he's there, but we, we don't mess with Rayleigh. Rayleigh ain't causing no problems. He stay in his lane, we stay in our lane. If he gets out of his lane, we still stay in our lane, as long as he doesn't cause too much trouble. We just leave him alone. Because you know why? This man swims. Just swims across the ocean and fights sea kings in the he water. He swam across the combo. And like, mind you, if he's swimming, he got no devil fruit powers, y'all. He just... He's just the old man swimming in the ocean fighting sea kings in the combo. He swam across the combo. Right. And mind you, he was in a ship and his ship sank. And he said he swam the rest of the way. So they're like, wait a second. That means you, if you were in a ship, that means it sank before you got to the combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> got caught in the storm. His ship sank. So it's like, hold on. There are no storms in the combo. That means that his ship sank before he got to the combo and he swam through it. And he's not tired. He just pulls himself like he just went for a leisurely swim in somebody's pool. Yeah, he just walks up and just wrings out his clothes like it's What's nothing. Up? It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if Goldie Roger was around, I I bet he'd be they'd be like, Yep, he's there. He owns that whole island. We don't go to that island. There's nothing we can do. Yeah, you're a rookie, that's cute. You think you're gonna go you'll go back, him. But yeah, but let's get back to uh, the episode. The uh, only other thing that we didn't talk about um, was the main thing that happened. Shira Hoshi almost got captured or whatever. And yeah. then um, the Celestial Dragon, all of a sudden, he got hit in the face and thrown across the yard. And with the club. He with, got hit in the face with the club. With the club. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, for this dude to be a Celestial Dragon and never take hits to the face, he's taken a lot of hits to the face that probably should have put him out of commission. I'm, Let me I'm guessing all the fat and everything that he has from being all chubby, maybe it like softened some of the blows. I don't know. I don't know, this but he took a direct be... hit from Luffy, an angry Luffy. And let me tell you, Rob Lucci had to take, couldn't take too many hits from Luffy. Yeah, Rob Lucci, it did take Rob Lucci a lot more hits, but I think the better comparison is what he did to Bellamy, because he punched Bellamy before he punched the Celestial Dragon, and I'm pretty sure Bellamy, Bellamy. has taken a lot more punches than that Celestial Dragon, and, and Bellamy got that permanent mark on his face. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, so... The but, uh, that. but that punch, that, that club, couldn't have been nearly as rough as Luffy's fist was that day, so, uh, I mean, I understand him surviving the club. The but point is, he, he's taking hits to the face. Yeah. But it is what it is. But yeah, so and but then we find out that you know the celestial dragon went down to uh the fishman the, island. So the celestial dragon that went down to Fishman Island or whatever, he's the one who hit the other celestial, celestial dragon, dragon across the face with the club. Which is why nobody got in trouble because he's also a celestial dragon that he told CP Zero uh 
bye. Get on up out of here. Yep. So, it's cool. The first halfway decent Celestial Dragon. He didn't start out that way, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess they can change. At least one of them did. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think that's it for this, this One Piece episode. I mean... The reminiscing about it was probably more fun than uh, this particular episode. (laughs) Alright, so let's move on to Black Clover. Um, Like we said last week, there was the uh, the Charmy episode or whatever. Um, We watched, uh, I watched a little bit of it. Um, It was just as bad as we thought it was. I'm going to proceed to pretend the episode didn't exist. (laughs) Alright, episodes 83 and 84, we watched them. And basically, it was the end of the fight between Asta and Langris. It was a it was a draw. Yeah, it ended in the draw. It was kind of epic it looking, was. you know. And the animation wasn't bad. Usually, I don't like that style of animation, you know, that Naruto pain style animation or whatever. But I think they actually pulled it off in a good way this time. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of sucked how it ended up being a draw. I. I think it was, it was just a draw for plot convenience because yeah. I don't even remember seeing Langris even attack the stone, but whatever. I mean, but. He attacked it, I guess, when he was attacking Asta, but the thing is, Asta got hit. He was slashing all of his attacks, and then he got hit himself. But then, And then uh, old dude, Zora, jumped in front of him and then was uh, doing it as well. Then some of some of the attacks got past his magic circle, but they hit him directly. So they never showed that any of his attacks even hit, you know, or the either crystal. Either even hit the crystal or went past the crystal, but apparently but they did. Yeah. But as soon as Asta sliced through their crystal, it's just like, oh yeah, their crystal shattered too. Yeah. So yep. I mean, So it ended up being a draw, but as far as an actual fight, mm-hmm. Asta won. Oh yeah, for sure. Because he, he knocked that fool out. He knocked him out. But then Nas, Nasta. Nasta. Asta also lost uh, lost consciousness because he went into his, uh, I guess, demon form. For the, se- for the second time right. that day. And he could uh, only do it once a day. I think he's, he said he could only do it twice a day. I thought he said he could only do it he once. Could, he said so he could he only do it to once more today. Oh, okay. Because he was going to save, save, it, save it for, you know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But, yeah. But, but. Um, I think it's cool because... Okay, well, before I say that, uh, in the next episode, we have Yuno. Yuno's team fighting, and they... Uh, Basically, they since the, the first round of the semifinals ended in the draw, the second round of the semifinals, they just caught that for all intents and purposes. Whoever won that was the winner of the tournament. Yeah. And um, there were two other matches that led up to before that. Basically, the guy, the was the pitcher guy. Was he the captain of the guy, the the magic oh, squad captain, the Aqua Deer? Yeah, the captain of the Aqua Deer or whatever. Um, he murdered the team that he was going up against like effortlessly. Like he it, went up against Luck, Luck's yeah, team. Yeah, they went up against Luck's team, and Luck and they, and they came had up a with dope combo move. They had a dope combo move with this lightning arrow, and it looked real nice. When he just like drew a picture of uh, Zeus. A, a Zeus and Game like, of gods. yeah, and he just like grabbed the lightning bolt and threw it back at them, and it was like instant over. Yep. Yep. But, um, and then he had to fight, and uh, then the Yuno's you know, team had to fight somebody. Yeah, they fought some fodder, and, um, Asta it was, and no, no, not Asta. It was Noel over instantly. And Yuno were hype about Asta, and Yuno was like, nah, 
I, we go, I got this. And he just whoosh, flew off. He just flew off and like one shot of their, their crystal, like yeah. no problem. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, you know, got to go up against the captain of the Aqua, Aqua Deer, Deer in the finals. That fight was intense. It was intense. Like, they were just like, you really get to see that, you know, up until this point has not gone full out with his magic. And just is like... He wasn't being serious. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing that you have to respect about, you know, is the fact that he respects Asta so much that he's like, I'm not going to let you one up me. Even if I have magic, I recognize how powerful you are without magic. And yeah. so he doesn't have that, that high and mighty... I don't have to, I'm gifted, so I don't have to work type mentality. He's gifted, but he still works hard. And it it shows when he went up, like, he's a newbie. He's been a a magic knight less than a year. And he's going head to head with a captain of a squad captain. And not only did he go head to head with him, he won. And it's just like, that is. But let's let's talk about what he pulled off, though, because. He's like, hey, Asta has this transformation. I got to have a transformation, transformation of my own. And he was able to combine with his wind self, mm-hmm. like, and, like, come to this whole new level of power. It was... Wind spirit magic. Yeah, wind spirit magic. And he was just, like, it was just all out. Yeah. And then I love how everybody else, they were just like, he was... Because before this fight started, um, he told Belle, because I guess other people can see Belle at first. I thought that only he could see her. But yeah. no, other people can other see people her can too. See her and so he was here. like, Belle, we're going to go out all out this time. And everybody's just like, he hasn't been going all out this entire time. Like, oh my God, how much magic does this guy have? And then he does go all out and they destroy an entire mountain. Yeah. And it's just like, not just like, boom, explosion. Like their magic was so intense, it reduced it to lava. Like, like they, they... It was. They were smashing it up. It was. It was. And they both epic. had a good time, though. And they, they both were had like, a good time. And the captain of the Aqua Deer, he might would have won. It looked like he was starting to get the edge or whatever. But his power was like so great that he accidentally broke the crystal behind, behind him. him. <laughs> he accidentally broke his own crystal. Yeah. But he's uh, having too much fun. He was having too much fun. But, but um, uh, the I, fight was epic. It was, and it's really cool because you get to see that. Um, like, real is a lot like Asta, not Asta, you know, and that he has a whole lot of magic power. It's just that he didn't have anyone to go up against, to go all out on. So most of the time, he's just, like, bored, you know? But then they found each other, and they're going all out, and they're like, oh, my God, this is so fun that I can actually have an opponent that I can fight against, and it's not just, like, a one-shot knockout. Yeah. You know? But you also, again, you see how cool... It is for you know to respect Asta and be like I'm a level up. You got a you got a transformation. And they were saving their best moves for each other. Yeah. Which I thought was just like. And they didn't get to use them against each other. Which was like so frustrating for both of them. But they were just like that's how the game goes. Any anyway. Yeah. They're like I'm gonna fight you in the finals. And it was sad because I would low key love to see Asta and you know go all out against each other. Yeah, it's like they're not going to have that many excuses where they can actually fight each other. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's just the reality of it. Not unless they just say to the Wizard King, hey, like, can you set us up a match so we can just, like, fight? And... Yeah, that's that's basically what it would happen. I feel to like be. the Wizard King would 100% do that, though. Yeah, I think he would, too. For he, sure. He enjoys seeing magic and magic shows. So. He does, and these are, like, the two newbie rookies who know each other, and one's got extreme magic, like, four-leaf clover magic, and one has no magic at all. Yeah. This is going to be a great fight. 
great fucking movie. <laughs> like, I'd pay money to go see that. Yeah. He might actually charge it to raise money for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to alleviate your taxes? Come pay to watch this fight. Uh, he doesn't have that that power because he's not the real, real king, king. Even though he should be the real he, king. Everybody says, why isn't the wizard the king, king the, the real, real king? king? But it is what it is. And, but the thing, it kind of... You feel Asa's frustration in this last episode, though, when he's just like watching you know and how far he's come the fact that he doesn't get to fight against him and that's been like his one goal this entire time but it's also cool to see how all the other magic knights were rallying around asta when he hit his limit it's like it wasn't just magna who caught him it's like magna luck all the other teams everybody was there like like we support you he beat him and he was getting ready to fall off his feet like they didn't let him fall like like, he was like, nope, you're going to land on my shoulder. I got you. Langris was knocked out on the ground and nobody cared. Nobody cared The about medics Langris. had to come get him. Yeah. <laughs> the medics were the only people concerned about his well-being. Right? And I think it's so cute how Mimosa never uh, never left his side. Mm-hmm. And Noel was just, like, freaking out, like, oh, it's not fair. I want to be with Asta. Wait, why do I want to be with Asta? He's just a squad mate. I'm just being a good squad mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, Noel. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Black Clover. We're going to take a short little break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We're back, we're back, we're back. So, let's continue on with The Rising of the Shield Hero, episode 20. You want to tell them what happened in this episode? You know I do. Okay, so in this episode... We have the actual fight because remember in the last episode, you know, all four heroes got together. You know, the dumb hero finds out that the other two dumb heroes are still alive, and Nafumi is just like, all of y'all suck, and ain't none of y'all better than a pope, but I am afraid of what's her name? Uh, Fatoria. And I don't want to die, so I'm going to help you out. But uh, in this episode, they're in the cathedral and they're they're like fighting it out and they are working together and like they've got these attacks back to back and they're working it out and it's just like it's dope i can't even really explain it really it's just the the fighting is intense it is intense and and you get really get to see the relationship like not us necessarily as the watcher but like the other three her- heroes actually see the depth of the relationship between Nafumi and his party because when he's like, they're like, oh, and they finally point out that, um, hey, we're way higher level than you. So you have to have some type of cheat code because you're way overpowered. Like we're above you. You're maxed out at what, like, it's like level 40 or something like that until he gets a class upgrade. They can't go above that. Something, I don't know the exact like number, but one is that they're limited. Yeah. And they're like, you're keeping up with us. So that's not even really fair. And he's just like, no, you're just not using your weapons properly. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, he's like, you're just not using your weapons properly. Yeah. But, yeah. but Nafumi, of course, he decides to use his rage shield because that's what Nafumi does. When he's in a tight spot, he, go, he falls back Victoria on his rage shield. Even though told him not to. Yeah. And, um. But his party snaps him out of it again. However, they you all know, get cursed again, and you can't go to the Pope get, to get holy water this time. So I don't know how that's gonna work out in the long run. 
Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work but, out in the long run. But, but at the end, he comes back and he, you know, harnesses the power. And, you know, they do this 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 great combo attack where Raftalia and Philo are decoys. And then Ren, the sword hero, he goes up there and he's slashing and dicing. And then you got the bow hero doing his part. And then Mats, Mat, Motiatsu and Nafumi bringing up the rear. And then he does this awesome curse. Like the way... I can't even, I'm not going to try to repeat it because I'm going to completely butcher it. But he has a spell for the uh, Curse Series shield where he's like a blood sacrifice, you yeah. know? And then he thinks, Mafumi in his mind is like, okay, this is going to get you. But instead, his body like just ruptures and blood spews everywhere. everywhere. And the Pope is just like, oh, ha, 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 you thought you had me ha ha jokes on you but then like the blood seeps into the ground and then like this giant lake of blood accumulates and out of it rises these giant jaws of like death and they snap around the pope and then all you see like you see his face just like crushing underneath the teeth and then his entire body is drug under it's the lake of blood and nothing pops up except his uh his glasses yeah and it's just so, like, intense in the other heroes. Like, the other heroes, if I'm watching this and I'm the spirit hero, me, myself, I would think maybe I should stop pissing off Nafumi so much. Because, yeah, you know, Nafumi's got the Iron Maiden. Nafumi's got this giant bird who keeps uh kicking me in the jewels. You know, Nafumi has this giant thing where he can summon it and it's going to eat me and yeah. pull me into a lake of blood. Yeah. Maybe I should stop getting on his bad side. Yeah, because it's like, ugh, it was just, Eesh. it's just so, like, it's so you have real, to see so this gruesome, thing, but it's so but, good but, and so satisfying because they're fighting the Pope and they're just like, I like, hope this Pope goes down. Like the Pope has has that replica weapon or whatever, but this thing they're not fooling me. Summon, it, it just snaps it. it like a little twig. And then it's like it has like these several sets of jaws and teeth. So it's, it's like, like eight sets so, of so, teeth. Yeah. So it's like it's it gets them and, and bites them. And then the next set bites them and it just keeps going and you just see all the blood just gushing out. Like you have to watch it. Like it this. sounds gruesome. It's not as gruesome as it sounds, but it's just as gruesome as it sounds, if that makes sense. And it's hype. It is. It's so hype. And then the queen shows up and we see her magic. And, like, she's shooting magic through the cathedral. Like, ha, your defense magic means nothing, nothing to, to me. me. All right? Yeah. I mean, then, of course, she showed up late to the party when it was over, but, you know. She did. And then, but she just told all of them, like, your pope is dead. You need to give up and surrender. Yeah. If you do so peacefully, we ain't got no problems. Because yeah. I showed up with my cavalry, my knights, and everybody. So, if you want to fight, we can fight. And it's, then, it's not a problem. It's nothing. But uh, but of course, Nafumi, after losing all the blood and doing this spectacular technique, he's looking like he's about ready to die. And the he, queen steps up and she's like, like, I will not, not let, let the shield hero die on this day. Yeah. And I like that uh, she put some respect on his name. She it's was like, <laughs> Nafumi-sama, like, like, come on. And like, she doesn't even address the other heroes. Doesn't even address the, he, and she used his whole name. Uh-huh. It's like, Itaoi, Nafumi-sama, that's what she yeah. said. She was like, she put some respect on it. And I was like, no time And she introduces this. herself, which is like mm-hmm. also a sign of respect because, you know, as the queen, she could be like, introduce yourself mm-hmm. or just acknowledge that she knows who you are and she doesn't have to put the Sama on the end. But she's like, I am so and so and so. I know who you are, Shield Hero Iwatani Nafumi Sama. 
Thank yeah. you for protecting uh, Melty. I will not let you die. Yep. Like, and mind you, this is a matriarchy. The queen is the highest level. It's not the king. The yeah. king is below the queen. Yeah, there's nobody in this nation above this woman, and she's showing this man respect. Yes. The, this man who everybody else in the nation hates and disrespects and chases out of their villages, pretty much. Yep. But yeah, but that's Rising of the Shield Hero. Oh, Rising of the Shield Hero just gives me so much, like... Life? Yes! It's... Honestly, it's good. It's really good. I'll probably go back and watch it when it's 100% dubbed and just, like, binge it. Well, that's, they're know. only one week behind, so... Yeah, I know they're doing it as, like, a simul dub, but, yeah. uh... Yeah. I'm just saying. But, alright, moving on, because otherwise I could stay on Shield Hero all day. Yep, let's go to another one that we probably could stay on all day. Wise Man's Grandchild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, episode number seven. Um... This episode was basically a training episode. Um, or set up for a training episode. It's technically the hot spring episode because... Well, it's set up for the hot spring episode. No. Isn't it? We, we had the hot spring episode, but it's set up for the training arc because during summer vacation, they're going to be training because like yeah, they're already yeah, we, powerful and uh, all... You're right. It's a combination. It's a combination. Yeah. So basically, um, Aug let them know that because they're training under Shen and their magic just from learning from him is so far beyond the level of like even court mages and court mages are the people who protect the king like they are perform- they're forming a secret special group where it's like y'all handle demons and nobody else can know about you like you're a covert secret group and Shen at first he's feeling guilty like oh man I screwed up your life and they're like no our future is set thank we're you so secure. much we will never be poor now I will never be poor I will never have to worry about you getting can... a job I don't have to worry about paying my student debt which my is, life is good. Which is rare because the keep in mind all these people are really nobles and all their families they own land, land. They own villages. They own whole villages. And it's just like, okay, you are going to be poor anyway. You Your life was already secure. Set. But now sure. you have purpose, I guess. <laughs> yes. If you really needed that. Because gosh, being rich is just not enough. You poor rich people. You poor rich people. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It's so like they tried to make the characters relatable, but then it's like and when you think about it, like no, no, no all the y'all are rich. I wish my mom had a village she could just give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, um they're training or whatever, and then they're like, Oh, if this is gonna be like a really real thing, because August like, Oh yeah, so we they're sending us to go deal with the demons and the empire. So like and they're like, Oh wait, this is a real thing. This isn't just like a fun little group. Like yeah, we like, need to learn some more magic and like Yeah, we quickly. need to get we need to get stronger or whatever. And it's like before they got to that conversation though, like we saw kind of what happened between the other study groups or whatever, not the other members of the study group combined with the uh, oh yeah the, the knights the or whatever. Most of them it, it didn't work out in their favor. Most of them it didn't work out in their favor, but it was amusing. But they did get rid of demons. That. And they did get rid of demons. But um, the knights didn't do anything. <laughs> but the magicians got rid of the demons. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they 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 made them give him a little bit of respect so yeah. that was like that was call good. me call me beans problem again yeah except for the girl with the uh with the electrical thing because she got a little bit out of control she, she warned him she's like i don't think i can control all of this yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she warned him after she had started <laughs> the but, magicians uh, could have put up a barrier 
I, I don't know, but they they left with poofy hair. But uh, it was funny and amusing. But Shin comes up with the idea of doing the training camp while they're on break or whatever mm-hmm. because they go to school. So apparently they have built-in breaks like every other school. But um, yeah. But during the break, they're going to be training, and they was like, "Oh, let's go train at one of our uh, family's land or whatever." And everybody's family owns land. We own a seaport. It, we own a resort. We own enter extravagant place here. And then Maria pops up. And she's like, "Oh, we all go to Sicilian's house." Eyebrow waggle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could all go to Sicilian's. Um, but and Og's like look we don't need to go anywhere that's like too nice because that will make it seem like we're not taking this seriously or whatever Yeah. and it was like okay cause Shin already had the place he wanted them to train anyway or whatever that was out in the middle of nowhere they just needed somewhere to sleep they just needed somewhere to sleep cause he was going to use gate to get them to the actual training location Yeah. and of course they choose to do Sicilian's area or whatever cause she's got a hot spring her yeah. family owns a hot spring. He owns a village with a hot spring or whatever. And so they... Or a hot... Which really the whole town ended up being a hot spring, but whatever. Yeah. And then they actually have to ride there because uh, uh, Shane can only do gate to places that he's been before. So they have a two-day ride there. And on the way there, they run into some, like, demonoid wolves. And then, like, you can see the change in them from, like, the beginning. When they were like, oh, my God, you fight demons? What? That's insane. To, I want to fight the demons. There's only, like... 15 of them. I want to show my power. And they're like, okay, let's pull straws. Yeah, they had. They were <laughs> pulling straws to see who were, who was going to fight. And the drivers that were driving them, they were just like... Who was what? it? The lightning girl took her, took them out on yeah. her own. And they were like, uh, did she just take out a horde of demons by herself with one spell? It's like, what are we driving? Like, like, what did we sign up for? Yeah. <laughs> and then they get there. But I love the uh, Rise Man's grandchild because you have all of these little like golden moments where like they tease Shin and Sicilian mm-hmm. and when they get to Sicilian's house they're like of course the servants come out and they greet Sicilian and she's like oh hi you guys it's been such a long time I'm glad to see you and then they greet everybody as the class like thank you for coming we welcome you Your our home is your home and they're like especially you the hero uh, Shin Wolford um, our new hero we hope that you will stay and that you and Mrs. Zillian will have a long and fruitful life together. And they're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, like. And everybody else just gets a kick out of it. Yeah, it was, it was funny. We all got a kick out of it. Yeah. And then they have like this touching moment. Because apparently in like anime, you have sentimental moments with people when you're naked with them in the bath. And so like. I guess that, that, that kind of makes sense. But I mean, as Americans, we just don't like, like do public bathing. That's not something that we do. Like, like I don't know the time that I want to have a heart to heart conversation with you that may or may not end up in a hug is when I'm naked with you. Like, yeah. can we wait till we're fully clothed? Please? Yeah, yeah. that'd but be great. I guess it's just part of their culture. But those hot springs always do look nice. They I mean, do. They look but relaxed. then like all the guys were just like, well, we're glad that Shin is our friend because the uh, um, the wise men. You know Shin's grandfather. He's oh yeah, like, his grandma and grandfather decided to chaperone them because. I mean, yeah. like, who's gonna send a bunch of teenagers on an overnight trip by themselves, especially Shin and Sicilian yeah. on an overnight trip yeah. by themselves? Like, yeah, so. are you kidding me? No, Granny knew what was up. Mm-hmm. All right, she ain't playing no games. She ain't playing no games. And she's like, Nah, we coming with you. Yeah, we coming. And of course, like, who's gonna turn down? You know, Hot the sp- wise man and the guru. Yeah, coming with them for training. Yeah, of course. Teach, teach me, Sensei. All right. For real. <laughs> but um. anyway, his grandparents are like, thank you so much for uh, 
you know, being friends with Shin because he's never had the opportunity to have friends his own age. And so we're really glad. And all of them are like, well, yeah. And the Sicilian's like, trust me, no one is more glad that Shin is in my life than me. And we were like, we bet you are. We bet. We bet. For sure. But yeah, there were a bunch of little touching moments or whatever. So the next episodes look like they're going to be like training arc episodes. I don't know if... um, Yeah. Oh, we also got a little bit more lore about how things run like because before the guru came along they enchanting objects was only for uh like weapons, weapons and, and stuff. stuff but she used it for like practical Pardon. everyday life stuff like to make the horses be able to make trips without getting tired and stuff like that yeah and which is why they call her the guru and apparently shin never knew that like he just calls her granny because you know that's who she is mm-hmm. but yeah all right um i think that's pretty much it mm-hmm all right, let's move on to our final anime that we're talking about today. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, episode number eight. Yeah. So up until this point, I think I've been pretty clear that I have not been hype about this anime. I'm still not hype about it. But episode eight to me feels like the beginning of the anime. It feels like we're actually starting to make progress. Like there's some type of goal that we're actually going to maybe achieve at some point. Yeah, it's finally like Tanjiro got his first lead on actually turning back his sister, mm-hmm. you know, and not the uh, the other guy who uh, turned him in the turned her in the first place or whatever. Because he's way out of Tanjiro's league. I can just tell you right now, just by looking at yeah. him, the guys. Just but we get hints about ridiculous. maybe who Tanjiro's father is. At least we got you know an anime character who looked like he could have been his father or his ancestor. Or mm-hmm. something, same hair, same earrings, same clothing, yep. type type of feel. We got to we got little hints as to why his sister was asleep for two years. Mm-hmm. Like we found yeah. other demons that don't eat humans, right? And it's like we're actually, I feel like we're actually making progress into the story. Like we're in a bigger city. We find that there are cars because this entire time I thought we were like in some Edo period type stuff where cars don't yeah. exist. We yeah. get to the city, it's like no, there are cars, there are cities, there are carts. There yeah. are people dressed up in fine clothing. There's just like he just lives out in the middle Tandro of nowhere. Tandro just lived out in the middle of nowhere. Like nowhere. Yep. He lived nowhere, on nowhere. a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Like, and then this, I guess that made made it better. And the, also the fact that we didn't get like I'm not gonna say his lame sword fighting, but honestly the sword. The only thing that I don't like about his sword fighting is the fact that his attacks. Even with all the animation, doesn't necessarily make it strong. Yeah, this is true. So we didn't get that. We got a lot more world building, which I felt like was necessary. And yeah, world building and furthering of the plot. Yeah, and know. we actually got to see who the villain was, what he looks like, what he thinks like. Mm-hmm. We got to see some of his personality. Yeah, you know. we got to understand a little bit more about what Tanjiro's going up against and. We have something to, I feel like, something to root for now. Because before, it's just like, okay, you have this unknown enemy that you don't even know. How can I want their demise when I don't even know who they are? Yeah. You know? And at this point, you don't necessarily want his demise, but you can tell that he has the workings of somebody who may end up being a very good villain. Yeah. And you can also tell that he's not working for some imaginary goal. Because, like, honestly... It's like, okay, turn a demon back into a human. Like, how are you supposed to do that? Yeah, like, before this was like, it was unknown whether that was even a possibility. possibility. So it's like, you're chasing this unknown goal and this unknown enemy, and I'm supposed to root for you. And it's just like, I 
don't really care. I just feel like you're just being a stupid idiot right now. But I feel like it's a little bit more concrete, so maybe, you know, it'll be good. The only thing that's really frustrating me at this point is that in the intro and the outro, we keep seeing these characters who we still have not met in the actual anime. And the fact that we're nearing up on double-digit episodes and we don't know who they are, I'm just getting kind of like, okay, what? Because I can't imagine, like, watching the Shield Hero and not knowing who Raftalia and Philo and Melty are, but seeing seeing them in the intro and the outro constantly. Yeah. I can understand that. But um, at the same time, I mean, that's only a problem when you're watching the shows week to week. When you're binge watching, you skip the intro. So you never really know. So I don't know. It's fine. It's just... And we could still skip the intro, honestly, if we wanted to. But it is kind of like, okay. But if I'm watching it week to week, that's a part of it. And I just feel like if you're going to include them in that... It shouldn't take this long to figure out who they are. And it still doesn't seem like, even in the next couple of episodes, that we're going to be meeting new characters. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it. But, I mean, they could pop up next episode. They could pop up anytime. You never know. Yeah, but regardless... I just hate it because they look way more interesting than Tanjiro and his sister. They, they do. Like, look, in the intro. That's the real way... problem. The real yeah. problem is that they look more interesting. It's not that they're there. It's like they look more interesting. And I think what I also realized today is that Tanjiro does not have a personality. Which is why I find it hard to like him he doesn't have any like any quirks that's what I was about to say he doesn't have any quirks any like like this is a part of Tanjiro like this is who he is yeah because it's like right now he's just an older brother who's trying to turn his sister back and he's he's not a very good swordsman he's not funny he's not sarcastic he's very nice and kind and caring and I'm just like where is your flaw that makes me like you because like Naruto is just straight up stupid you know but that's endearing about him you know Deku he is just like he's such a fanboy and he studies and he's very analytical but he's also completely 100% reckless with his own body yeah which is endearing in his in his own type of way Asta he works super hard he recognizes his faults but he's willing to push past them he's willing to push past his limits yeah always and it's like he doesn't get discouraged by the fact that he's the only one in the world without magic yeah but either. Tanjiro is like, we haven't really felt anything from him yet. Right. So the only I finally felt like we got something today when uh, the character, I forgot, he's like the uh, the demon doctor's assistant. Yeah, when he, he talked about his sister. sister and he yeah. was like, uh-uh, let's take her to the light. You're not going to call my sister ugly. This Nezuko, Nezuko was the beauty of our hometown. Like, everybody wanted Nezuko. Mm-hmm. Nezuko is beautiful. You're not going to say that she's ugly. You right. must be, you must have a fever. You must be tripping. Nah. Nah, let's look at her in the light. You see? You see this? Yeah, yeah, that was the only... I finally felt amusement. Like, I was being entertained. Like, ah, okay. Finally something. Something that makes him unique. Yeah. You know? So, hopefully they continue to build his character and we get somewhere. Because it's like, it doesn't appear that this uh, is written in a way where characters don't get built up. Because we can feel that the... uh, the demon guy who can make the demons or whatever, we can feel him being built up. He we feels can feel more his, like a real person. We can feel his character does. already just within like, you know, only having seen him 20 minutes on screen. We can see some of his character, but we spent you know, like six episodes with Tanjiro. We spent eight episodes with eight, Tanjiro. Eight episodes with Tanjiro and never, I never really felt anything in his character. And we still don't know who he is. That's the problem. You don't know who Tanjiro is. Yeah. And that's what makes it so hard to watch. And because he's not, like, a mysterious character, 
Because like if you think about Zoro, you don't know anything about Zoro either, but Zoro is like a dope swordsman. Yeah. But I mean it's and it doesn't even feel like they're really alluding to anything before this episode when you saw the little thing with the person who might be his dad or his ancestor or whatever. You know, but before then, it's like they weren't even alluding to like anything more with Tanjiro. It's like he was just Tanjiro. Yeah. But um. But yeah. But at least this episode was looking up a little bit. I think we're making progress. I think the show has an opportunity to get better from here. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Yep. Um, we have been on a separate note. We have been watching Michiko and Hachin. So you guys can keep an eye out for that. It'll be a special episode later on, most yeah, likely. Not, I don't guarantee anything. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> it'll most likely be available later for you guys. Um, but yeah, that's it. Is that the end? Yep, I think that's the end. All right. That's it for this episode of the I'd Rather Anime Podcast. If you liked it, please subscribe and then tell your friends about it. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I'd Rather Anime. If you want to share your opinion about it, you know, tweet at us or send us a voice message on Anchor and we'll share it on the episode of the podcast. We know you guys could be doing other things, but we're glad that you decided to anime with us. Until next time. Peace. Out. So, like, can we watch some anime now?